welcome to the Bethel Free Baptist Church Weekly Sermons. This is the evening service of Sunday the 20th of September 2015, entitled The Bread of Life, and the Bible reading is taken from John chapter 6, verses 22 to 33. Here's Pastor Larry T. Curtis. John chapter 6, we're going to read just a few verses now and then we'll look at a few more later, but beginning here in verse 26. Jesus answered them and said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Ye seek me not because ye saw the miracles, but because ye did eat of the loaves and were filled. Labor not for the meat which perisheth, but for that meat which endureth unto everlasting life, which the Son of Man shall give unto you, for him hath God the Father sealed. Then said they unto him, What shall we do? that we might work the works of God. Jesus answered and said unto them, This is the work of God, that ye believe on him whom he hath sent. They said therefore unto him, What sign showest thou then that we may see and believe thee? What dost thou work? Our fathers did eat manna in the desert, as it is written, He gave them bread from heaven to eat. Then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Moses gave you not that bread from heaven, but my Father giveth you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he which cometh down from heaven and giveth life unto the world. Father, we thank you this evening that we have the privilege once again to be here in your house for your word that's before us. And now, Lord, in these next moments that we have together, Lord, we do pray that by the power of your Spirit, you would speak to our hearts. Give us Lord, that food which truly can come to us from your word this evening, that food from heaven that only you can give us, we pray, Lord, that you would speak to each and every heart here this evening. You know the need. We pray, Lord, that those needs would be met for your glory and for your honor. In Christ's name we pray. Amen and amen. This evening, some very simple thoughts. I promised you this morning, and I kept my promise that I was going to be brief. There's some that don't believe that I can do that two sermons in a row. But that is my object this evening. Because following, following this, we hope that all of you will be able to uh, stay for some food and some snacks as we celebrate Brother Daniel getting younger this week. And uh, so we're going to be partaking of some bread back there. But I just want to remind you from this passage, I don't really have it laid out in literated points and a lot of things that uh, we often do. Just some very simple thoughts about the bread of life. Now, most of us, we've always said that it was a requirement. If you're going to be a good Baptist, you have to like food and fellowship. We like our natural bread. We like to eat of that bread. We like to fellowship one with another. But I want to share with you this evening some simple thoughts because Jesus himself uses this illustration that we have before us here in God's Word. John chapter 6 begins with a very familiar account in Scripture of Jesus here speaking to a crowd, a multitude of, of 5,000 people. And of course, as they were listening to Jesus' teaching, the disciples came to him and said, Lord, what are we going to do? Where are we going to get bread that these people might eat because they're all hungry and we have nothing to feed them? And of course, they begin to ponder, but... 
One said, there's one lad here. Verse 9 says, there is a lad here which hath five barley loaves and two small fishes, but what are they among so many? And Jesus said, make the men sit down. <laughs> no problem. No problem. And we find the account that gives us then Jesus taking five loaves of natural bread, two small fishes, the Bible says, and feeding thousands of people with that amount. And it was no problem for him whatsoever. Well, after this miracle was performed, we find that the people literally wanted to, to run up on Jesus and to, and to grab him. And so we find next in verses 15 through 21, the account of his apostles going out into the boat, out onto the sea, and Jesus literally walking on the sea to them and to the other side for safety. The people, the next morning, they figure out, you know, where, where have they all gone? There's no more boats. They found out they'd gone across, and they followed them to Capernaum, which is where that our account picks up here. So Jesus has just fed all these people with natural bread. So when he gives this account of the bread of life, he is using something that is very, very real to them in what Jesus has done in the natural. We pick up in verse 22. The day following, the day following the miracle of the feeding of the 5,000 and them crossing over the sea, the day following when the people which stood on the other side of the sea saw that there was none other boat there save the one whereunto his disciples were entered and that Jesus went not with his disciples into the boat but that his disciples were gone away alone. They did. They went away alone. Jesus walked to them on the water. Howbeit, there came other boats from Tiberias nigh into the place where they did eat bread after that the Lord had given thanks. When the people therefore saw that Jesus was not there, neither his disciples, they also took shipping and came to Capernaum seeking for Jesus. Here's this multitude of people. They're all coming to Capernaum for the sole purpose to see this one that had just fed these thousands of people this bread and fishes the day before. When they had found him on the other side of the sea, they said unto him, Rabbi, when camest thou hither? We didn't see you get here. How, how did you get here? When did you come here? This is when we picked up. Jesus answered them and said, Verily, I say unto you, ye seek me not because ye saw the miracles, but because ye did eat of the loaves and were filled. In other words, if you would, Jesus is saying to them, you're not here following me because of what I did in miraculously doing it. You're here because of what it did for you in feeding your belly. You're here because you want that natural bread. You want another meal. You're here for what I can do for you. Not because of what I've shown you that I can do miraculously. Labor not for the meat which perisheth. Don't be worried about that food that I gave you yesterday. That food perisheth. When we were at the fellowship this afternoon and saying goodbye to, to the pisers there, Afterwards, I went into the kitchen and I was talking with one of the ladies that had put the food out and she showed me two loaves of bread there. She didn't know I was preaching on the bread of life this evening, but she showed me these two loaves of bread that she had bought for the purpose of feeding those people with that bread there at the fellowship. And it was supposed to be good till the 24th. But when you look inside, you see all this green stuff growing on there that was not supposed to be part of that. 
The bread was stale. The bread was actually going moldy. So thank God they didn't serve it to us. But that's what happens to the bread in this life. That's what it, don't seek after that which perisheth. The natural bread in this world, we have to have it to sustain us in this natural. But there's something that's far more important than the bread that sustains us here. Labor not for the meat which perisheth, but for that meat which endureth unto everlasting life which the Son of Man shall give unto you, for him hath God the Father sealed. You see, the first thing that I want you to understand about the bread of life, which is what Jesus is using as an illustration for him, the bread of life is an enduring bread. You can find any bread. You can find the best, best bread, and I love bread. I love it too much, and you can tell that by looking at me. That's not all cake. A lot of it is bread. I love it, but I'll tell you what. I detest stale bread. I don't like it. I like it to be soft and fresh. I like to be able to, to put it into my mouth even when it's just warm right out of the oven. But I don't want any of that with the green stuff growing on it. Jesus is saying to them here, I'm going to give you a bread that endures forever. You see, the bread of life, Jesus never goes stale. <laughs> Jesus is never not fresh for anyone. Jesus is talking about, I want to give you the meat, the bread which endureth unto everlasting life. Here's a bread that endures forever. Here's a bread that will not just feed you for a day, but that will feed you for all of eternity. Then said they unto him, What shall we do that we might work the works of God? What, what what do you want us to do? And of course, we, we talked about this this morning in the Bible study time at, at, at 10 o'clock. You know, the Bible in one place tells us that we are to be righteous, that we are to be upright. But then the Bible tells us that none are righteous, that nobody does good. We find that we went on to see that the only righteousness is the righteousness of God that is imputed to us. What can we do that we might work the works of God. Jesus makes it very, very simple, folks. You can try to do all you can. And you know, there are some really, really good people in this world. People that care. People that genuinely would give themselves for someone else. But you know, all of the giving and all of the doing, the grandest things that can be done, they still won't do what the bread of life will do. They still won't give them that bread that will endure to everlasting life. Jesus answered and said unto them, This is the work of God, that ye believe on him whom he hath sent. How do you want to be able to do the works of God? One way, believing on Jesus Christ. There is no other way. That's the work that will get you to heaven. That's the work that will endure forever, believing on Jesus Christ. Believe that what he has done for you is the thing that will save you for all of eternity. They said, therefore, unto him, What sign showest thou then that we may see and believe thee? What dost thou work? Well, why should we believe this? What are you going to show to us? That, of course, the Jews were always seeking for a sign, seeking for some way to prove it. He just got to him. you got to believe on him. They're saying, well, prove it to us. Our fathers did eat manna in the desert, as it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. Look back in the Old Testament. 
You know, our forefathers that went before us, our ancestors that were back there, well, you know, they saw a sign. They saw God give them literally bread from heaven, the manna from heaven to feed them there. That was bread from heaven. Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, listen up, very carefully. I want to tell you something. Moses gave you not that bread from heaven, but my Father giveth you the true bread from heaven. You see, not only is the bread of life, not only is it the only enduring bread that lasts for eternity, that never goes stale, that never goes moldy, that's always fresh, that's always there to be taken, it's the only true bread. There is no other bread. You go into the supermarket here, you can find this brand and this brand and the other brand, and they all say that they're the freshest and they're better than the other, or they'll last longer than the other, and that they taste better than the other. Jesus is saying, in the bread of life, there's only one true bread. Yes, God did give them manna from heaven. God did feed them from heaven. But that's not what's going to help you. That's not what is going to do you any good. There's only one true bread. My Father giveth you right here. Maybe it was a great thing that he fed those, those Israelites when they were wandering in the wilderness and they needed food. It was wonderful, just like yesterday when I fed that 5,000 that didn't have anything to eat. But I want to give you a bread that will endure forever. It is the only true bread. It's faithful and it's loyal and it's genuine. There are many imitations that are being offered in this world. But there's only one true bread. Sometimes people think that we're being unkind or unloving. They think that we're being too narrow-minded, and sometimes they go even farther, you know, thinking that we are bigots and all of this because of what we believe that Jesus is the only way. But Jesus said there's only one true bread that will endure, that will give you that everlasting life. He says, for the bread of God is he which cometh down from heaven and giveth life unto the world. You see, first of all, this bread is a divine bread. It's, it's not man-made. It's not put together by man. It is the bread of God himself. This is God, the creator of the universe, the God of all that is, the power of everything. This is his bread. And he goes on to say, he says, the bread of God is he which cometh down from heaven and giveth life unto the world. Jesus is making no bones. He's the one that God has sent. I'm the bread of life. I'm the one. This is the life-giving, giveth life unto the world. It's hard. And I won't spend a lot of time that we all know that when God created us there in the Garden of Eden, when God put man upon this earth, he put man there to live and have fellowship with him forever, for all of eternity. There was no death. There was no such thing as death. Death didn't enter in until sin entered in. When sin entered, death came with it. We find that at that point, again, something we looked at this morning, by nature, we are all sinners 
You're not uniquely worse than anybody else on earth. We're just all sinners by nature when we're born. It comes natural for us. We don't have to be taught to sin. Jesus is saying to us here, the bread of God is he which cometh down from heaven and giveth life unto the world. Sin brought death. You know, one of the simplest verses, the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. What a powerful verse, so simple. Anybody can understand that. A child can understand that. There's only one thing that sin can bring. Sin brings death. Jesus is talking about the bread of life here, the one that giveth life unto the world. There's only one way to have life. That's by partaking of the bread of life. He goes on, and Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He just got through telling them <laughs> that the bread of God is the one which cometh down from heaven and giveth life unto the world. Then said they unto him, Lord, evermore give us this bread. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. Have you ever been really hungry? Most of us don't know what it means to be really hungry. <laughs> we're an hour past lunchtime and we think we're really hungry. No, try going a day or a week past lunchtime. You find out what it means to be really hungry. We find that many of us have, have seen historically that there are those that when they're being punished, they're not fed the fancy foods of this world. They're given bread and water. Bread and water, that which will sustain them and keep them alive. And there's no luxury about it, but it's that which is simply essential. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. So you see, the bread of life, it's, it's the only enduring bread that endures for eternity. It's the only true bread. There is no other. There is no substitute with all of the, the false imitations that are out there. Jesus Christ is the only true bread. It's the only bread that gives life. It's a life-giving bread. It's the only bread that is the bread of God, that is God's own divine bread. And we see here that it's the only bread that will truly satisfy. That's quite a statement. He that cometh to me shall never hunger. And he that believeth on me shall never thirst. What's Jesus saying? He said, when you take of me the bread of life, spiritually, you will have all that you need to sustain you. Those essentials, that bread and that water, you'll never be hungry or thirsty spiritually from the standpoint of being able to live forever. You'll have what you need. Now, we use that same terminology. We should be hungry for the things of God. We should thirst after righteousness and all of these things. That's giving that what he's saying here is that, look, this is the true bread. This is the life-giving bread. This is the bread of God that he's given. I am that bread. And when you take of me, there's never, ever going to be anything else you need to be sustained in life. When you've got Jesus, 
We say it in all kinds of ways. We sing it in all kinds of songs. Jesus is all I need. He truly is. He is that which will satisfy everything. Notice that he goes on. But I said unto you that ye also have seen me and believe not. We just got through saying, you know, the works of God, that which you've got to do is simply believe on me. Believe on him whom God has sent to you. But you've seen me, but yet you don't believe. All that the Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. For I came down from heaven not to do mine own will, but the will of him that sent me. And this is the Father's will which hath sent me, that of all which he hath given me, I should lose nothing, but should raise it up again at the last days. That's where we used to say back in the South, hold my mules, because if that doesn't excite you, there's not much in the world that will. Jesus is saying to them here, all that the Father gives me, there's only one way. There's only one way that you can become a child of God, and that's because of God's divine love and grace towards you. But when you're given to Jesus Christ, when you become one of His, there is absolutely nothing that can separate you from Him. You are His forever. You can't become unborn. You can't become a non-child. You're a child of God forever. This is all the Father's given me. They've come to me. <laughs> I will in no wise Cast them out. He says, I came down not to do my will, but to do the will of God. What's God's will? And this is the Father's will which has sent me, that of all which he hath given me, I should lose nothing, but should raise it up again at the last day. Oh, yes. The physical bread we can run out of. <laughs> this physical life will one day come to an end. But Jesus says, all that the Father's given me, I'm not going to lose any of it. Even though you may see it be put in the grave down here and you may think that it's gone, he says, I will raise it up at the last day. Because of Jesus Christ overcoming the power of the grave, he's given that same promise again, should raise it up again at the last day. And this is the will of him that sent me, that every one which seeth the Son and believeth on him may have everlasting life, and I will raise him up. At the last day, who are those that are going to be raised up? Those that have come to Jesus Christ. You see, all that see him and believe on him may have everlasting life. I'm, I'm totally convinced of this. I'm totally convinced that if we ever really see Jesus, we will come to him. We will come to him if we see who he is. The Jews then murmured at him because he said, I am the bread which came down from heaven. Jesus says, there's only one bread that's going to last. There's only one true bread. There's only one bread that will give life amongst all of this death. There's only one bread that God himself has sent. There's only one bread that can satisfy that if you take of it, that you'll never hunger again. There's only one bread that will sustain you to where that you never, ever, ever die. And they said, is not this Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? 
How is it then that he saith, I came down from heaven? We know this guy. I mean, this is, you know, he, he comes from that place over there called Nazareth. He's, he's the one that belonged to that carpenter named Joseph and that, that maiden named Mary. We know who he is. What's he talking about being sent down from heaven? You see, even today, we have that same argument put to us many times. Oh, we know this Jesus. He was somebody that walked on this earth a couple thousand years ago. He was a good man. He set a great example. He did some wonderful things for people. But they do not believe that he's God from heaven. They believe that he's just a man. That's what they were saying. Oh, we know him. He's just a man. They did not see Jesus for who he was. Jesus therefore answered and saith unto them, Murmur not amongst yourselves. <laughs> no man can come to me. Except the Father which has sent me draw him, and I will raise him up at the last day. It's, it's hard for us to grasp from this. Do you know? This is why that sometimes over all of these years there's been so much debate between great theologians as to the whole workings of salvation and what part we play in it and what part God plays in it. And they've got all kind of tags and titles and Calvinism and Arminianism and, and all these things trying to figure out how God does what he does. Well, I'm glad they're smarter than me. <laughs> I've never figured out how God does what he does or why he does what he does. I do know this, that if it's done, he's the only one that can do it. And one of the reasons that I try to impress upon people, if by God's glorious grace, he is convicting you right now and allowing you to see yourself as a sinner and allowing you to see Jesus Christ for who he is and what he's accomplished for you, don't put it off till tomorrow. Because of what Jesus is saying right here, unless God by his grace is showing you that, you will not see it. Unless God by his grace is reaching down to you, you can't decide just to become a Christian because you decide to when you want to on your terms. God must draw you. No man can come to me except the Father which has sent me draw him and I will raise him up the last day. It is written in the prophets and they shall be all taught of God. Every man therefore that hath heard and hath learned of the Father cometh unto me. You see, the problem is in our natural state, the problem is in that natural state, in our sinful state, we're deaf and we're blind. We can't truly hear the voice of God and we can't see God. It's that blindness that comes with sinfulness. Every man, listen to this, every man that hath heard and hath learned of the Father comes to me. If you have heard from him, and if you have learned from the Father, you will come to him. The problem with the lost world today is that they're deaf to the voice of God, and they're blinded. The Bible tells us that Satan himself hath blinded their eyes. The world can do that in all kinds of ways. But Jesus is just making it very, very simple here. Boy, if you, every, every man, not some, not most, every man that hath heard and hath learned of the Father comes to me. If you really hear God and if you really learn of him, 
you'll come to him. Not that any man has seen the Father, save he which is of God. He has seen the Father. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me hath everlasting life. I am the bread of life. Jesus says there's only one way to have everlasting life. There's only one bread that will endure. There's only one true bread. There's only one bread that will give you life. There's only one bread that is from God himself. There's only one bread that will satisfy you that you'll never need hunger or thirst again. There's only one bread that's truly sent down from heaven. There is only one bread that will sustain you through it all. The living bread, which Jesus says, I am the bread of life. Your fathers did eat manna in the wilderness. But guess what? They eat that bread and are dead. That was a bread that God gave them for that moment. But that was not the true bread that would give them eternal life. They ate that bread, but they're dead. This is the bread which cometh down from heaven that a man may eat thereof and not die. They eat that natural bread that God supplied, but one day they went to the grave. I'm talking about giving you a bread that sustains you for eternity, that it's impossible to die. You will not die when you've taken of this bread. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. The bread that I will give is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. I'm going to give you that bread by letting them nail me to that cross. <laughs> you see, I'm giving myself, but I'm giving it for your life. The Jews, therefore, strove among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Except ye eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, ye have no life in you. Whoso eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood hath eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day, for my flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. He that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood dwelleth in me, and I in him. As the living Father hath sent me, I and I live by the Father, so he that eateth me, even he shall live by me. This is that bread which came down from heaven, not as your fathers did eat manna and are dead, but that eateth of this bread shall live forever. These things said he into the synagogue as he taught in Capernaum. Jesus said, <laughs> he's giving them here a picture of the cross that lies before them. Now, this is why in early days, you know, some people called Christians these, these cannibals because they thought it was the earthly flesh. No, Jesus is making it very clear here. This is a spiritual matter. This is a heavenly matter. But this is the only way. Unless you eat of my flesh and drink of my blood, you will not have eternal life. How can we do that? By believing on him, by trusting in what he did at Calvary for us. You see, I just want to remind you this evening, enjoy the bread of this life. <laughs> Enjoy the meat of this life. Enjoy the things that God supplies and gives you and makes there for you. But the thing you need above all else is the bread of life. And Christians, oh, never, ever, ever, never, ever forget 
just what God has given to you in Jesus Christ. Recognize he is everything that you need. He's accomplished everything that needs to be done. All he wants of you today is your faith, your belief, your trust in him. And if you're here this evening and if you've never put that faith in trust in Jesus Christ and his finished work, I beg of you, do not leave those doors. Don't walk out of this building tonight without doing so. He is the bread of life. He's the only true bread. This world will try to entice you in many ways. I want to invite you. I want to invite you to stay after this service and enjoy some of the bread that we have in fellowship this evening. But I want to invite you far, far more than that to partake of a bread that when you take of this bread, you'll never die. You eat this bread, you'll probably be hungry again tomorrow, or think you are at least. But you take of this spiritual bread of Jesus Christ, he'll be everything you need. Don't go without it. There is no other bread. There is nothing else that will give you that life. You truly need to hear him, learn of him, see him. Father, we thank you this evening. Lord, we realize that this was a discourse that Jesus Christ himself gave. Lord, he had met the needs of these people in an earthly fashion. He had fed them in a miraculous way. He had fed them with five loaves and two fishes, and yet even after that... They're coming back and they're saying, prove to us who you are. Show us a sign. Show us something. Lord, Jesus was teaching them the most important lesson of life, that life is in him, that God, that is his purpose. That's why Jesus came. The Father sent him for that purpose. He came and accomplished that purpose. Lord, in each one today, all that will believe in him, they can have everlasting life. Lord, I don't know the hearts of anybody here this evening, but Lord, if there be anyone that doesn't know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, they've never partaken of the bread of life. They may have eaten all kind of religion and done all kind of good things, but they've never totally, truly seen themselves as the sinner they are, humbled themselves and realized it's only because of what you've done for them Father, I pray this evening you'd do that in their hearts. I can't do it for them. Lord, if I could, I would, but only you can do that. Lord, I pray for every Christian here this evening that you'll help us realize just what you've done for us, that it is for eternity, that we belong to you, that you'll never leave us, that you'll never forsake us, that you're always there to sustain us day after day after day throughout eternity. Lord, I pray that you would just take our thanks once again this evening, our praise for all that you've done for us. We do give you all the praise and all the honor. Of course, in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen.